0: Are you developing IoT solutions? Get ready for tomorrow with Farnell, supporting your design journey from connecting smart sensors to the cloud to implementing AI. Find everything you need at farnell.com. Enjoy this episode with Farnell, a global distributor of electronic products and solutions.
1: Before we start this episode, when David and I were having a conversation, uh, we've called the material um, polypropylene, and it's actually polyethylene. We called it polyethylene a little bit later, but just wanted to clear that up. And you can find all uh, about uh, David's products uh, in a link that I'll put on the show notes uh, where you'll be able to go straight to his site. Please enjoy the show. So welcome to another episode of Beta Talk and today I'm joined by Dave, uh, who's a friend of mine in the industry and we're here to talk about pipe insulation. Now probably uh, a lot of you may not know this, but pipe insulation is very important. Obviously lots of us are talking about energy efficiency, um, so we're joined by Dave, and we're going to talk a little bit about pipe insulation and what some of my sort of favourite engineers that come on this show are, are now using. So Dave, historically, as you know, I sort of uh, my family sort of come from well the heating industry, but also the HVAC industry, yeah, refrigeration, exactly. where we use a lot of this stuff called Class O, which is uh, I always forget the name, nitrile, isn't it? A nitrile nitrile
0: rubber, they say, but that's what they say about the HT, but it's like a rubber open, uh, closed cell so nitrile is the ht type but the so rubber closed cell insulation
1: and, and that's what sort of obviously as people are sort of learning a little bit more about heat pumps and obviously you've got the primary pipe work from a heat pump um that's outside some of it's outside and that's the stuff we want to really think about insulating very well and yeah. um, so a lot a lot of the heat team engineers are kind of getting into this you know they're looking around for sort of insulation what to to, to lag their pipe in. and this is sort of one of the methods and types have been used and isn't this
0: sort of this class it, o. The class o has been because the polyethylene type wasn't uh created for uv it didn't have a coating on it so it was brought in that the the classo type was used because it had a painted type but as we've seen now and as you we were talking about there's been a lot of there's a lot of failings in it too because there's other things like degradation from weather and all sorts so and also trying to do that but we'll we'll go through it all i think we'll go through every little bit
1: yeah so for the for the listener if you're listening is it's so obviously when you're using lagging outside you want kind of want it to be uh resistant to weather i mean it's very rare you're going to get anything that's ever totally weatherproof because uh um and you want it all to be resistant to uv so we we have to think about that a lot in the plumbing industry that's why you know, the blue mdpe pipe work we use for water mains actually should be buried under the ground you shouldn't have it exposed because it's not protected to uv um so yeah your insulation kind of needs to be have some protection from uv which is your sunlight basically and some protection from from weather um and dave you, you've yeah. come up with a solution for that so i just wanted to yeah. you that polyethylene um the polyethylene lagging that we all use is something that consumers are probably quite familiar with because it's the stuff we use inside the home both
0: polyethylene and class are used inside properties mm. so underneath in boxings everywhere so all these types that we're going to talk about are used inside the property mm. uh, they're all good insulation properties and also they need to be sealed correctly inside as well as out because you know we've talked about the weather and the uv but people look at that just on the outside of it, but more or less it's on the inside as well because with degradation or um, um, some sort of funguses could even grow into there and start to degrade it from inside. So it's really important to insulate it and seal it properly on every single part. Uh, And that's where we've got to look at what we've got available, yeah, what the problems have been in the past. And then, yeah, we'll go through the primary pro that we've brought out for looking yeah. at the problems, finding solutions, then making the solutions to help.
1: Just run through some of the problems that we, we've historically got with Class A. So,
0: if we go through uh, typical insulation, uh, the biggest important things is to make sure that we're not losing any energy at all out there. So, your COPs, the SCOPs and for all the uh, customers that are listening that is your energy efficiency that is what you're going to be paying in your pocket and you want that heat to come from that unit air source unit and get into your house without losing any heat um all the insulation we're talking about is inside and outside of homes um i don't think anybody uses the felt legging like we used to in the past I think that hopefully that's died to death now. Nobody uses that at all because that that is not uh, is not the insulation we need to use. So there's two really important characteristics for external insulation. One is the closed cell to prevent any moisture and rain or anything to get in tied between the pipework and the insulation, and that is for energy efficiency and also degradation of of pipework. And as we can, if you everybody sees out there, you'll see a lot of things that haven't been installed right. And that's why you'll see uh, many uh, people in the past have been saying that class O doesn't work, insulation works, it turns into a sponge. Well, there's a lot of characteristics on that, and that's due to it's not being installed correctly and sealed. Uh, The other one is the UV resistance. Now, that's not just for the weather going and hitting it and starting to make it look decaying or looking bad, but that also will uh, affect the moisture getting into the uh, insulation. Uh, and that degradation will then make it it nearly into an open cell that then then turns it into that sponge. So all the insulation that we're talking about is really important. The sizes so with standard sizes, you use twenty eight and thirty five mil no pipe work on domestics domestic uh, air source heat pumps. Would you say? Yeah, the, well, the most
1: common prime is will be twenty eight.
0: Yeah, uh, and then there's been, we'll been some thirty fives. We could also talk about the size, you know, in insulating. There's a lot of people have uh, their air source uh, source heat pumps remote. So there'll be underground pipework. That's all specially made to take that underground. And then when it's coming out and terminating outside, we want to insulate that properly and make sure the termination to transition from that underfloor, underground insulation or pipe or plastic pipe, the transition is all sealed up properly as well uh the common size for anything external is 19 mil so the 19 mil there and that's that's really important that's Uh, your wall thickness isn't it uh, wall wall thickness thickness, yeah yeah, so you've got insulation the internal so you've got say 1919 by the internal that is the overall size of the insulation thermal conductivity the properties of insulation are all around the same you know there's a 0.040 kWKM you know they're all around the same insulation but The really big one is that we're losing a lot of the properties for thermal conductivity from all the gaps that are out there. So what we're trying to do is minimize every little gap. So any bit of metal you can see needs to be minimized. And that's where we need. This is one of the
1: problems, obviously. So when people are using class O, uh, you're supposed to glue it and seal it all the way along. Yeah. And of course, one of the problems that glue is horrible. And then also, you're supposed to paint it, and you're supposed to paint it twice, and you can't paint it twice on the same day. Now, the trouble with that, uh, as a lot of people know in the HVAC industry, is that paint has to be applied at certain temp and certain humidity.
0: Below below 10 degrees, you can't do it, and humidity, 80 degrees, you can't do it. So, basically, the UK weather... (laughs) Tells you 70% of the time you can't do it. And well,
1: it often it doesn't get done, um, and etc. etc. Et so th- this is one of the challenges you saw, which is why you invented the yeah. product that you've
0: invented, yeah. which is called I mean, you've products. got to be working with the installers. The installers are key. You've got to give them some products that they can work with, yeah. When weather and time is not on their side, yeah. But also the aesthetics and things like that. But you know, we're talking polypropylene is a very, very good, um, it's very, very good insulator. It's not very good for UV, so we've you know we needed to to make a coating for that, and that's what I've done. But we'll go into that more. Your classo uh, is a rubber like enclosed cell, very good insulator. There's a classo plastic coated, so that's plastic coated classo. That's a good good very good insulator. And then you've got the nitrate rubber foam, the HT, which is a very good insulator and very good at UV, but it's still UV resistant not uv proof so we've still got to maintain it and look after it over the many years of of the system and heat pump uv protection is really one of the key parts uv on polyethylene there is no uv protection so that's what makes it really poor on the outside because it's uh it 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 just starts to deteriorate and turns into a powder after a couple of years so once it's done that, you've lost all your, your 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 resistance, your thermal conductivity, your the insulation protection. Class O again is very poor on UV resistance, so that's why we've got to paint it twice. But the problem with that, as we've just said, there's there's tolerances in the MIS and how You're to do to it.
1: Paint it every year as well, I think. I no,
0: every two years, but oh, two every two years. So it's it's a it's a it's not going to happen and that's why it's not happening i mean funny enough i've just put some little comments down i was with the manufacturer with my manufacturer yesterday and i was going through paint and adhesives because there's a certain adhesive you've got to lose like contact adhesive and i said how much he says from the <laughs> many many they 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 sell classo and they sell uh, ht and they make also mine for, for my product uh, they've just said uh, that they, they sell very, very little tins. In fact, they had to throw a hell of a lot away last year because it just went out of date. So it says no merchants are really stocking it. And if they do, they ask it by the tin. But that's amazing to say how much con- how much Classo we're using externally for condensates and now Primary Pro for the, the insulation. So, you know, what are they are doing? The other characteristic with Classo is it's very spongy. So people are tie wrapping it and things like that. And once you close it up, that'll reduce its its thermal conductivity, its insulation properties. Uh, so there's a lot to do, uh, to think about.
1: Yeah, you'll often see people put it around a pipe, then you tie wraps
0: yeah. rather that, than glue it. That's probably because of the temperature and the humidity. And then they've got the use the self-seal and then it started to come off. Uh, there's all sorts of reasons why. Uh, then they start to tie wrap it and then it's really hard to do i mean if you talk to any of the manufacturers class o wasn't meant to be going outside it was meant for internal use only but it was you know the best no you know when you talk to them they wasn't asked about it so it's something that we've we've inherited and we need to to get something a bit better especially now when condensates need to be insulated properly and also you know you're talking about the the energy efficiency. What
1: what I like about Primary Pro and what sort of my sort of top engineers like about it is it's it's very good at being sealed. So you you've, you've yeah. got the actual insulation, but you've also developed this. You've actually bond and seal. This, yeah, yeah. your bond and seal. So you know, I know Steve uses it. I know IMS, who are based in Sheffield, yeah. got them very yeah. good install, installation. They like using it. So that bond and seal makes it very very easy to seal along the seam.
0: Yeah, to,
1: to seal all your joints because once you get even with Class O, well, if you were to seal it very, very well, it's not so bad. You still have to paint it, which obviously isn't getting done a lot. But you've made a system that is very simple to seal it. Yeah. Uh, it's been coated already, hasn't it? So you've got this so it's on UV it. UV
0: and weatherproof. So it's UV resistant. So UV resistant, you can't get anything UV proof. So it's always going. there's always going to be a sacrificial anode. So whatever there is, even the plastic coated says UV resistant. They'll never say UV proof. Uh, but you know we've got what we want to do is make a product that's uv resistant high in uv resistance eh? and that's what we've done but you know cutting lagging you know we call it class o it's really hard to mitre and then seal and there are adhesives out there but again it's the same thing the moisture levels the humidity the rain the temperature it all tells i mean in, in fact in many of the mis it says it's nigh on impossible to do in high levels of the moisture or when it's raining or when it's cold. So we've got to look at that. Then for sealing around you've got the tapes. So, so there's some tapes out there that you can see. They're three mil thick and also set 50 mil wide. They're the same thing, it's still like a tack adhesive. So you're going to have problems when it's raining or when it's damp or whatever. And it's not just about when it's raining. If it's been raining it's really hard to do. And you can also put things on, then they start coming off, and this is the problems that installers have had, leading to oh, we can't, you know, trying to trying to leave it out or it degrading. Weather and moisture—that's all the same. So when you're talking about the weather and moisture on insulation on Classo, it's got to be painted twice. Yeah, the you know we've got to seal it up right. Now when we're sealing them up as well, when you seal them up and them joints seem to be sealed, if any water or anything moisture gets into a little bit of that joint. It'll start to then open it up because we know when frost gets in, it can start splitting it. And then over the maybe over 18, 16, 18 months, it could then form a gap. You're going to lose a lot of energy in there. The biggest one with joints and seals or handles is if that water gets in between that insulation, it'll start to degrade it, but also it'll reduce the energy efficiency of the of the heat pump because it's removing the energy. Um, we've also we talked about valves. You know, you've got all valves out there. You know, you, you, they've got to be sealed correctly and, and sealed up. And if there's any little joints anywhere, the capillary attraction water will get in there, start to degrade it, and have a problem with the efficiency.
1: Mm, that's worth picking up on that. So a lot, a lot, obviously, we, we see a lot of insulation don't we on pipe work, and then obviously we've got you know us plumbers, heating engines, We've got all these different sorts of components that go up yeah. on the work, and they're, they're a bit cumbersome to sort of insulate around. So a lot of the time, they're left. You know, valves are left. Uh, and all kinds of things are left on the pipework and of course that's you know that's going to make your system or it's going to uh, lose heat. You know, you only have to have a small amount of exposed pipe work, whether it's from a from a valve, and and you yeah. will lose heat. So you, your system again makes it a little bit easier. For, I mean, I've used you know I used to insulate valves with Class A, but your system makes it far far more easier, far more easier for me to seal. Yeah, and you know bear bear in mind, like I say. My cousin's probably bought half a million quids worth of stuff yeah, was- in his time, you know, so we go on to know what we're talking about. We, he's, he's bought a lot of this stuff over the last sort of decades, few decades, but uh, you know, you're, you're, you've solved a problem. Um, now, the other thing I want to talk about for consumers to sort of be aware of, it, if they haven't have an engineer come around to do insulation, because you can say to them, Oh, I've heard there's a new product out. And also it's, it's about how you clip the pipe work outside. So, we often so, see people clipping it to the wall, the pipework, and then trying to insulate it. And I know they sometimes clip it with these standoffs so that you can allow for the the wall thickness of the insulation to get around the pipe. But what happens is it becomes very, very hard to to seal, get a proper one hundred percent seal if you've clipped the pipework. So what you find a lot of engineers will now will do, they'll
0: especially with your product, they
1: clip around the actual insulation, is it, so you can get if, completely perfect yeah. seal all the way along the seam
0: even if it's not my product you know clipping on the outside is so important for the insulation if you clip it to the pipe you've got heat transfer through the metal and it'll go to the coldest space so that's going to draw heat but the biggest one is trying to seal in between in between those clips yeah with tape or adhesives and things like that you're still going to have little joints and water's going to get in there so we're going to be starting to replace or having to do something seriously in a few years with insulation. What we want is to seal it up. And it does make life a little bit harder. You've got to think about it. But clip on what I used to say, what I'm saying to people, because primary pros really will go into that primary pros is pretty new because it was the, uh, the guys from uh, the uh, air source heat pump installers asked me for it. Uh, but what i'm saying is just cut some little pieces then start guiding everywhere through and then fitting your power can slide in as much on as you can without cutting it and try and seal those things in and make it simple and once you've got that process to seal them all in but when you get to the valves that's why i'm doing i'm doing videos i mean i've just changed now from 28 mil to 19 to 35 by 19 because the 35 by 19 you can get over a lever valve and you're not having to cut a little piece in and, and stick it into it. You can make them and seal them. And then the transition from the 35 to 28, bond and seal it all the way through. So we've tried to do, we've tried to make everything, but it's just to try and make it easy for the installer because...
1: Um, yeah, you've got some you know, videos. I'll put the links in my... Yeah, opinion. I'm going to do a
0: lot more because we've just we've just started to do the 35 now and that, that helps to do the, do the uh, valves. And every valve, even to the air source heat pump, you know, you get some, you'll get some flexibles, push the flexible uh, insulation onto it and seal it up with a bond and seal or seal it up to the air pump when you've tested and then go away from that and then seal every joint. Because every little joint really counts for the energy efficiency and the fabric of the wall. You know, we're sealing through the fabric of the wall now with part L and things. We've got to seal it right. So that's why we've, we've got the bond and seal to seal through the fabric of the wall as well and also make sure it's sealed in for for stop letting any creatures bugs and flies and everything get into that that seals that up the core holes are really important because we don't want to be using too much we want to be minimizing so with a 28 by 19 72 to 75 mil core hole is perfect all the way through the insulation and the uh you, and the 19 uh, 35 mil by 19 is 90 to 93. we've got to think about those things because if we're up on a second floor and recording 90 mil holes through and you can't just call one big hole you've got to try and make them perfect for the for the energy efficiency of the building we've got to be looking at them on first and second floor as well because you know you could hit the floorboards or you could go through to the downstairs ceiling so it's really important to try and help them uh try and help them get you get your things right because once you've got into the into the property if they are on the first floor into an airing cupboard it's really uh, important to for those holes and especially for part L to make sure we can seal them up.
1: So so just to sort of clarify a few things for this So your bond and seal, you can use, you know, if it's raining, yeah. I'm outside rain, I can still use it, can't I? Yeah.
0: So whether it's raining, low temperatures, you can still use it, it bonds it all together. It really likes it likes the cold and it likes the humidity. I mean, this last two weeks, it'll take it a lot lot more to to then uh, cure than it would do when it's cold or raining, but you've still got you've still got four or five hours to play about with it 45 minutes when you, you you're putting them all together so you know we tried to make the products easy to to use i'm trying to trying to make them so they can you can maintain them as well so you know you're looking at all the seals you're looking at everything on your annual service your maintenance you know we've done the maintenance coat now we've had a few comments about that the maintenance coat is therefore and people are saying well when should we do that and i'm saying to people when when it starts to go a silvery gray color because depending on the where it's installed what if it's south facing north facing depending on the uv uh, exposure that'll tell you when it needs to be recoated so i've i've said as a standard when it goes a silvery gray then you recoat it and paint it once or four years four four years so you know whichever whichever's the whichever's the soonest so um you know it's just trying to get three products, some products there that help installers to fit it and as you said the clipping is is so important all the all the things the insulation the ceiling the clipping all these parts are really important to make sure that we maximize that heat to get into where it's needed not to lose any heat at all
1: mm. yeah and it's obviously it's you just made it a little bit more simpler for us all haven't you i mean yeah well, Class O obviously can be glued, but the actual yep. the the weight the weight what Class O is made from, the particular type of glue it needs to to bond it can't unfortunately be used in certain temperatures. Contact
0: adhesive, yeah. Uh,
1: you know, obviously uh, we've we've always clipped our insulation externally um, with with Class O, but it's something that we are seeing. People think Class O is very very good, they tend to just tie wrap it and they tie wrap it around mm. pipe clips, not realising if they haven't come from the HVAC industry that that's supposed to be completely sealed yeah uh, then it's also then supposed to be painted and again
0: you have to paint it twice this stuff yeah uh, not on the same day either no well I don't I've not been able to you know I'm coming from the installer side we tried it it was just a nightmare you know you get a bit any paint on the on the wall or anything it's just the logistics the time the cost you know that's where it's become I think it's become a, a no-no is because it just doesn't work for the installer you know that's why you, you know looking even sealing them up with the uh plastic coated classo sealing them up with the contact adhesive if it's not done and clipped and done right it then starts to come apart and that is where you get wells you get water into the insulate between the insulation and the pipework and it's uh you
1: know it's quite reasonably priced as well is it your stuff because like yeah well
0: that. i've tried, tried to get it to around you know the prices it needs what it needs, the insulation is out there at the moment the bond and seal is in tubes so we use the bond and seal for the uh for the uh, condensate pro but they only need a small amount of that so once it does start once you've opened it up and you don't seal it properly it can go off really quickly There, yeah, within two or three days it could have gone off but we wanted the bigger ones does the around all the joints and it's really important when we're using our bond and seal that we don't just stick it together we actually cap it so we do a video on capping. So that means putting a line round because when the ex, when the insulation expands and contracts, that'll hold it in. And also, you put some of the bond and seal onto the pipework, so it's all gripping and holding on tightly, and it stops that water penetrating into each gap. So we've tried what I, what I've done with Primary Pro is look at all the problems, try and find some solutions, then make uh, solutions for uh, products for the solutions. Um, you know we're getting think we're getting a, a few things back now the flexible hoses so we we're asked to be in to pre-insulate those if they're on elbows so make the elbow up if you've got them make them before uh also around the hole through it it's really important to make sure that's sealed up into the fabric of the building but we're looking at solutions like a little o-ring that can just sit over that so once you've bonded and sealed it you just stick the o-ring on you don't have to make the the seal up around the insulation but we're learning, and this this came from, like I said, air source heat pump installers. Another really important one is the, uh, not the condensate water, it's not condensate, we call it condensate, water. the water that discharges from a heat pump. Now, if that's not going straight into a soakaway underneath, we've got to discharge that water somewhere into a drain, and that is where we're doing, you know, we can get a lot of litres of water when it's, de- it's defrosting. So we want to get that away. So they were using my insulation, the condensate probe, the 35 by 30 mil to insulate the 32 mil to take it to a drain or a soak away. Uh, and then that's where they asked me if we could uh, we could make the 28 and 35. So, you know, it's really important for that insulation from that waste water to get away because a lot of people have been, well, what I'm being told, have been using it onto a gravel drive. But the problem with the gravel drive is if it's a frozen day or a cold day, it's not going to then start soaking the water away then you can have a pool of water that could be a risk so there's all sorts of things to to think about
1: well it's a, it's a good project uh, product and i sort of wish you all the best in uh i mean lots of people has now started to hear about it aren't they
0: it's only just got out. We've only just getting it out into the merchants at most moment. So it's only been out three months. So we're just looking at all the scenarios and making sure. But we're just trying to to make the, the thing so you can use, you know, when you are doing when you are doing air source, you've got all different sizes, internal and outside. So the pipe like the pro is a really good product to, to cut all the insulation properly. Uh so that makes a great joint. And just seal the joints up. I'm doing the videos. I've done the videos on condensate pro, but I'm going to do them on the primary pro as well have a separate website. I think I've, I've linked them both together because they're under the Smart Ovations banner. So Condensate Pro, Primary Pro, and we've quickly called it. And it was Rob who were, we were in the Bayes uh, meeting. He'd had an air seat pump fitted and I brought it up that his installation was wrong. So I sent it down he redid it all into to to how it does looks great loved it and he was he came up with a name not me it was primary pros his name so i'm not it's not my thing oh, i thought wow so he oh, came up with the word the name primary pro
1: oh bless you. i like rob yeah um dave it's been a pleasure having you on and for any of the listeners like i say i'll i'll, I'll try and put i can put links to videos up or uh, on even at a later date yeah we'll those videos up and obviously there's nothing wrong with you if you're thinking about getting a heat pump and you know there's nothing wrong with you saying to your uh, perspective of the so sort of say look I found this new product what do you yeah. think and and just showing them then because obviously if you're having the work done you, you you know we're in a very innovative industry things are happening very quickly new products are coming out and this is this is a product that some of the good really good engineers I know are, are really, it really is
0: heat so pumps if designed and fitted and commissioned and then maintained so you customers who are having them fitted please make sure that you're allowing the the engineers to get back and then newly servicing but you've got there's so much to change now with the low temps if we'd have been thinking about low temp when we're doing condensing boilers i think most of the systems would be heat pump ready but you know there's a lot of things to think about on radiating things and so when that installer and that that professional is going through everything he's not trying to make more money he's just making sure it works absolutely spot on
1: Brilliant, Dave. It's been fantastic having you on and uh, speak to you soon.
0: Take care. God bless. This episode was brought to you by Farnell, your global distributor of electronic components, products, and solutions. Visit farnell.com.